All content discussed on Hypochondriactor are the individual opinions of Dr. Priyanka Wally and Sean Hayes and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. I mean, come on, please. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Please consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. My name is Dr. Priyank Wally, and I'm a doctor and also a stand-up comedian. And so I keep my audience in stitches, right? Oh, Lord. you'll die laughing with me, right? Uh-oh. I'm killing right now. No, okay, well, okay. maybe no, not. No, I'm not killing because I took an oath, people. Somebody needs to pay me for these jokes. I'm Sean Hayes. Happy to interrupt. I'm an actor and a hypochondriac. Name an ailment. I'm sure I have it. Each episode, we will talk about Sean's medical fears and bring on a guest to tell their medical story. It's safe to say that I'm not America's first hypochondriac, but I'm America's first hypochondri actor. We are supported by Green Chef. Green Chef has a meal plan for every healthy lifestyle, keto, paleo, plant-powered diets, or even if you just want to have delicious but balanced dishes. Green Chef's expert chefs curate every recipe, and with over 30 meal choices every week and the flexibility to switch plans, you'll never have to sacrifice taste for nutrition. You can enjoy restaurant-quality dishes in the comfort of your own home. I love Green Chef because it saves me so much time. It's so fast and easy, and it's actually super fun to cook with Scotty. We just just throw all the ingredients together, laugh while we're cooking, and then it tastes great and it's perfectly balanced for our diet and our lifestyle. I know my family loves Green Chef. I send all of the plant-powered meals to my brother. They have a lot of really great new and nutritious recipes each week that are perfect for you and literally the whole family and even your in-laws. With pre-portioned, easy-to-follow recipes delivered right to you, eating well, honestly, it's never been simpler. You never have to worry about having to plan or shop for dinner again. Avoid the long lines at the grocery store and get fresh premium ingredients delivered right to your door. And since Green Chef's ingredients are pre-portioned, you'll actually be reducing food waste by at least 25%. That's huge. Go to greenchef.com slash hypo100 and use code hypo100 to get $100 off, including free shipping. That's G-R-E-E-N-C-H. EF.com slash hypo100 and use code hypo100 to get $100 off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Hi, Priyanka. Hey, Sean, did you get a haircut? <laughs> Your hair looks really different. Oh, yeah, because I didn't. Um, I love that you said it didn't look good. It just looks different. Thank you. No, um, no, it does. Uh... <laughs> I think it's really cute. I, know. But I first Pers- want to confirm that you actually did. Change yes. Your no, hair. I think that's funny. That's what people say when like, oh my God, did you get a new shirt? It looks different. No. It looks great. <laughs> no, I think it's actually very no, cute. I'm kidding. Thank you. Yes, I did get it cut a while ago, but there's absolutely no product in it. I took a shower today and I didn't put anything in it because I'm lazy. So it's not spiky up. I like product free Sean hair. Oh, you do? Yeah. You look really like free. Thank you. Are you are you hitting on me? Because I'm not free. I'm married. <laughs> I'm not free at all. <laughs> I know. Before we start, I want to know something, Priyanka, because you're such a talented doctor and everybody hopefully oh. by now knows that. And um, I want to know what like, what talent would you have liked other than to be a doctor? Was was there ever a desire to like play an instrument or sing or be a lawyer or I don't know, whatever? Oh, was totally. I wanted to be a writer for SNL. <laughs> Are you serious? Really? You yeah. still can. 
I could still totally do it. Yeah. Why not? I don't know. This darn medical degree. <laughs> I loved theater stuff and I wanted to be like a writer for the president or a writer for SNL. Of the United I've- States? Yes, yes. I wanted to like write his speeches. <laughs> well, somebody needs to, yeah, uh, for all of our presidents, right? I know. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny all those speeches that presidents do. It's like at what point, you know, you can you can extract one, something from every single president's speech in history and just be like, wait, that's the same thing that that guy said. It's just oh, said yeah. a different way. I think you know? there's no real original. No, there. Speech. How couldn't there be? How could it's there all. be? What about you? What would you have been if you weren't? You know, you. you know, people ask people ask me that. I, you know, I would have been a conductor or, Aww. or com- composer. You know, of, of new music, but that didn't last very long. I did a little bit of that in college. Oh, like you I did. Thought, I, yeah, I thought I wanted to write movie music. You know. Oh yeah. Totally. And so I wrote a bunch of things, and um, they're just kind of like you know David Foster e and mm-hmm. John Williams trying to wanna be and. I love it. Isn't it funny how life. The life you plan for yourself and then the life you end up having. Yeah. Totally different. Yeah. I'm excited about our guest. So let's talk about that. Our guest is Chris Colfer. Chris Colfer. You know him from Glee. Oh, he's the best. He's he's the best. I love him. Amazing. I'm so excited to talk to him. Have you ever met him? I've never met him. No. He's so sweet. Yeah. He's great. Oh, awesome. I can't wait to meet him. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I want to talk to you about, do we talk about PRP and stem cells? We can talk about that. It came up again because of my foot. Remember I told you about my right foot was hurting. Right. And you're still in the boot, right? No. I, so, oh God, it's such a Wait, long story. what? I know. What happened it, to this big talk? It was like three month commitment. We were like. <laughs> I gave my boot the boot. <laughs> yeah. Wait, why? I thought you had to wear it for three months. All right. So, so because I started having pain in my left knee, which was similar to the pain in my right knee. Okay. And the boot was on your right knee, right? And the boot was on my right foot. Foot, sorry. Yeah. 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 So is this the craziest story? I went to the doctor because something was going on with my left knee. And I was like, oh, it feels like when I tore my meniscus on my right knee. Mm-hmm. So I walk into this new doctor, this ortho, uh, how do you say orthopedic? 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 I don't know. Is that bones and joints surgeon? and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can call them an orthopod. An orthopod. Okay. So I went to go see the orthopod. So we talked about my foot. I took it off and he goes, this hurt, this hurt, this hurt. And he point, pushed right on the joint of my third toe, right? I was like, oh my God. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you don't need to wear this boot. Just wear Hoka shoes. Hoka. What's, I don't know what, what's I'm a gonna Hoka tell you. shoe? So they're not a sponsor of the show, but they should be. He goes, they do the same thing as the boot. And uh-huh. I was like, they do? And he's like, yeah, what you don't want to do is when you have a foot injury like that is be in shoes that are too flexible. They need to be okay. stiffer, right? And, mm-hmm. and more firm. So you don't bend your foot all the time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so I've been wearing those and they work totally fine. Nice. So, and then on top That's of that, nice. re- amazing. Ready for this? What? He tells me, he goes, what's going on with your knee? And I go, tell him that it hurts and it feels like a torn meniscus. Like He goes, did you have an MRI done? And I go, yeah. So he looks it up and he goes, I got news for you. I go, what? He goes, you don't have a torn meniscus. I'm like, what? What do you mean? No one, I was to- no one had gone over your MRI results with you before? Yes, but they that- told me I had torn my meniscus. Oh, wow. Okay. And so he's like, no, you have a, a you have like a, shaving of your, I don't know, uh, the bone. It was like scraping up against the cartilage or something. I don't know. Okay. It was like scraping or something. Uh-huh. And I was like, really? This mm-hmm. is so bizarre. I did. Remember I brought up the meniscus, torn meniscus yeah, with Jimmy Kimmel's dad? Yeah, we did a whole thing dad? on it. Yeah. yeah. Oh I like my God. read about it for like an hour. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> I like studied for that damn episode. <laughs> but anybody that's had one that's come on the show, I'm like, oh my god, I've had a You're torn like, meniscus oh, too. Let me tell you about my fake meniscus. I know. So my now it's, faux meniscus. So now it's turned out that I don't have one that it's just like scraping, which is just as painful. But that's also great. I mean, how do you feel to know that you I feel good. I feel like I have a meniscus that I can now jump around in. So you know? now you love your meniscus. I love my meniscus. So but anyway, I got PRP done and stem cells and I've always we've already talked too long <laughs> I know I know I love how you're you make it sound like you went to the spa <laughs> like I got PRP done stem okay, cells so sounds I got a nice mani pedi and then a facial yeah <laughs> so was wonderful now we're going to introduce a new thing to the show which I'm super excited for anybody who's listening mm-hmm. this is what we're going to do is we opened up a phone line so you guys our listeners could leave us a message and tell us about your medical stories and it's I love it because so I don't feel so crazy. <laughs> Let's take a listen. Hi, Sean. Hi, Dr. Wally. This is Donna. I'm calling you from New York outside the city. And my medical story is it was a horrible winter, February of 2011. And I was taking the recycles out. And this is in Ohio, lots of ice. And the recycle bucket stopped. And I didn't. I fell face first onto the driveway oh and a God. piece of ice went into my nose and ripped the skin and I heard my nasal bones snap. I know you're just cringing now, but the following month I went in for surgery and the doctor (laughs) did not do the surgery correctly. So then I had to go see a private surgeon who then decided to wait a few months. So I had to have two surgeries on my nose to try and repair it. Um, in a little over 12 months, if you can Ugh. imagine that. So, um, my God, yikes. Uh, and that's really about it. So, <laughs> hope you enjoy it and have a good weekend. Bye. <laughs> oh, oh, my, my God. Wait, so she had ice go up her nose and it cracked it open or something, it sounded like. Yeah. And then two surgeries in 12 months. That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot, Donna. First of all, thank you for sharing that. I can't even imagine the cold on your body and then to be punched in the face with the ice. Well, I mean, at least she didn't need to ice her injury after. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> but oh yeah, I know that, that sounds, that sounds excruciating. And then to have the first surgery botched and then to have to deal with another surgery. I mean, I wonder what, if it was like cut open or broken or it sounds like all of it. Oh yeah. I yay. mean, can you imagine how scary it must've been to hear your, your uh, nose crack? No. Oh, you yeah. should hear my crack crack. <laughs> it's just I as bad. It's called flatulence, Sean. <laughs> it is, and I don't have to ice it. Oh, man. Well, Donna, thank you for sharing that. Uh, Thanks, Donna. You know, hopefully, things are all sorted out, and now you knows what to do. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Well, I hope okay, she's okay. We will cut that. We will cut that. <laughs> We're not going to cut that. I'm embarrassed for you. <laughs> We are supported by Vital Farms. Vital Farms brings ethically produced food to the table. 
Vital Farms believes in doing right by the animals, the land, and the farmers running the farms. By doing right by the animals, the land, and the farmers, they're doing right by people like you, Sean, and me. Right. We get to enjoy the final product, which is a lovely product. Yeah, it's so great. And I love that they're so open about the origin of all of the food we're eating, right? So Vital Farms works directly with small family-run farms in the pasture belt to ensure the hens have outdoor access year-round. Yeah, and these humanely raised hens spend their days doing things that hens love to do with 108 square feet of sunny space per hen. That's 90 times more space than a cage-free hen and 90 times bigger than most apartments in New right. York City. <laughs> right. I love it because not only does, do they taste fantastic, but the psychological uh, reasons that you know you're eating something that is good for you and that was managed great, right? Yeah, you are what you eat, right? right so right. if the hens are in a good condition, they're going to lay eggs that are going to be in better conditions, and right. you, will, you will taste that. Yes, it makes it taste better. So grab some Vital Farms eggs the next time you're at the grocery store and feel good about the good food you're getting. Visit vitalfarms.com to learn more. Vital Farms, where honest food is raised. Hypochondriactor is sponsored by Monk Pack. Monk Pack makes snacks that taste like our favorite sugary treats, but with one gram of sugar or less delivered right to your front door, people. Healthy snacks have a bad reputation, right? And let's be honest, most don't taste very good. They taste like crap. They don't fill you up, and they certainly don't satisfy your cravings. I personally love Monk Pack. I love the keto granola bars. If you're someone who struggles to maintain a healthy diet like I do, Monk Pack's keto granola bars are exactly for you. I love them personally because after I work out, it's my go-to treat. It's like instead of a candy bar or like some big carb, you know, filled whatever to get your fix, you just eat a Monk Pack bar and it tastes perfect and it achieves all of the goals of, of wanting to fill your stomach up. It's so tasty and it's so yummy. Monk Pack Keto Granola Bars contain just one gram of sugar, two to three grams of net carbs, and they're only 140 calories. They're gluten-free, grain-free, plant-based, and non-GMO. Monk Pack Keto Granola Bars have a soft and chewy texture and come in delicious flavors like coconut cocoa chip, peanut butter, and blueberry almond vanilla. I love that one personally. Try it for yourself and you'll see. And we have a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off of your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering our code hypo at checkout and monk pack is so confident in their product it's backed with a 100 satisfaction guarantee so if you don't like it for any reason they'll exchange the product or refund your money whichever you prefer so to get started just go to m-u-n-k-p-a-c-k.com and select any product and then enter the code hypo at checkout to save 20 percent off your purchase Monk Pack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. We thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Our guest today is a Golden Globe winning actor, New York Times bestselling author. What? A producer, director, singer, and philanthropist. You name it, he's it. You most definitely know him from his role as Kurt from Glee. Please welcome my friend, Chris Colfer. Yay! Hey! How are you guys? Look at Great, you. Chris. You look so good. Oh, thank you. This is Dr. Priyanka Wally. Hi, so nice to meet you. So nice to meet you too. Such a big fan. 
Yes. Oh, likewise. Thank you for having me. Chris Colfer is one of the nicest people in the business. Me and Todd, my producing partner, produced a show called Hot in Cleveland with Betty White and a bunch of other great people. And Chris Colfer was on it. He played Wendy Malick's son, Tony Chase. Wasn't that fun? That was seriously one of the best experiences of my acting career, hands down. Really? Get, getting to work with Wendy and uh, Betty White and Carol yes. Burnett. And it was, it was, right? it was a dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Valerie Bertinelli, Jane yes. Leaves. That was a mm-hmm. great cast. Uh, you were so good on that show. Thank you for doing it, by the way. And thank you for doing oh this today. Bye. Of course. No, what if that was it? <laughs> <laughs> Easiest podcast ever. <laughs> you just adored and then you leave. Uh, I want to ask, because a lot, a lot of people don't know if you've been living in the dark. Chris is a brilliant, brilliant, gifted writer. Um, and you have a virtual book tour for your new, is it a book or a series called A Tale of Sorcery? Oh, yes. Uh, I am about to embark on a virtual book tour for my new book. It's called A Tale of Sorcery, and it is the third book in my prequel series, uh, which is uh, the, the prequel series is, is um, the prequel to my other series, The Land of Stories. Yeah, The Land of Stories. And that mm-hmm. did really well. There's like six, eight books or something like that? There is. Uh, there's six in the series. I think there's about 16 total in, in the Land Stories universe because I, I wrote a lot of spinoffs. I love that. Isn't that wild? Here's what's so crazy about you is like, it's always wild when you when you think you know a celebrity or a famous person or a person in the you know in in the public eye, mm-hmm. and then you you come out with this like, wait a minute, this guy writes all of these books and they're New York Times bestsellers. I mean, it's so impressive. Do you love writing? I do. Yes. Do you absolutely. prefer it over acting? I do because I can do it in my pajamas. Um, <laughs> only uh, personalities I have to deal with when I'm writing are my own. Right. So that's kind of nice. But right. uh, no, I love it. And I, I'm so lucky that I have a following mm-hmm. and people want to read my books. And um, so many kids around the world love them. So I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky. Do you have a process that gets you into kind of the creative space? Or is it just something that you can just sit down and start? Or do you have to get into a particular headspace to, to do your work? Uh, it's more, it's not necessarily a process. I, I, I think it's more of a cry for help. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I take a lot of caffeine <laughs> in the morning. Uh-huh. I start the day, you know, I have breakfast, I have my coffee, I go, I sit at my computer and I spend a half an hour, um, having fake arguments with politicians. Okay. <laughs> and then I spend the next half hour, um, having imaginary conversations with Wendy Williams. Um, uh-huh. and you then, win, by the way, do you win any of those arguments with the politicians? Oh, with, with Paul. Oh, I win all of them in my, yes, in my, in my mind, of, of course. course. Right. Yeah. Um, right. and then, uh, once all, once the, the pretend stuff is over, then I eventually get, get to writing. Okay. So in true Hollywood fashion, has anybody optioned them and going to make them in a TV show or movies or anything? Uh, yes, uh, we were in development for uh, with uh, 20th Century Fox um, for uh, about two years, developing them into feature films. And then the Disney merger happened, and then the pandemic happened, and um, there were so many changes within that process. With uh, you know, we were doing it with uh, Emma Watts, and who was wonderful, and uh, Kara Goldberg, who was wonderful. They were the executives on it. And once they left Fox, everything was just so different. I decided. Yeah, then to, you got to start over. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I decided to take the rights back and, and have a fresh start. So that's what we're doing now. So. That's I'm not great. in a rush, so yeah. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I heard this. Is it true that you bought things online while you were sleeping or while? It's like, <laughs> is this true? Yeah. And is that oh, yeah. like something that happens all the time? Like what's, ha- what's going on? You know, it's so crazy. Uh, sleep has always been like 
my nemesis. Like I've never been, I've never been a good sleeper ever since I was a kid. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I had, I've had insomnia my, my entire life. And, um, so I have always had to take melatonin or, you know, uh, over the counter stuff. Um, I'm, I have better stuff now when I'm desperate, but, um, yeah, I was going online and, 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 and and buying these ridiculous things while I was asleep. The most ridiculous was a huge portrait of Marie Antoinette, um, wow. frame. Oh, you didn't painted. have one yet. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. But now, now yeah. she's over my bathroom. She's over my toilet. Um, oh, sure. And it just makes me laugh every time I, I see her. <laughs> and when you would wake up the next day. Did you at least dream about Marie Antoinette at all, or yeah. did she have? And so you're just like, here we are. Okay, here we are. So wait, yeah, here, these, things, these things would arrive at your house, and you forgot that you bought them. Yeah, yeah, and it, it got to the point where I, when I would wake up, I would I would immediately check my Amazon purchases oh, uh, wow. just to make sure nothing happened over overnight. Wow. <laughs> and, any remorse purchases? You know, not really. I mean, um, <laughs> let me think. Um, just a I, car, I got, one of those just cars. Just a car, right? Thank God. Thank God I wasn't like that. But uh, uh, no, I, I ordered the entire Carol Burnett series on DVD, <laughs> like like the entire show. Like like it was like sure. five hundred DVDs showed up, wow. and and this was before I worked with her on Hot in Cleveland. So I mean, uh-huh. clearly, I mean, I've, I've always been a huge fan. But uh, yeah, so I, I I I like picked a few and then sent the rest back because I, I I didn't have the space for it. <laughs> That's wow. so funny. So, That's so, so your funny. subconscious was clearly channeling in Carol. Yeah. Absolutely. Even before you actually met her. That is really interesting. That what fascinating. a fascinating dream world you have. I would love to buy things when I'm awake, actually. <laughs> so now let's get to the meat and bones because mm-hmm. while you're here, while we're all here, <clears throat> which is why I love this show, I want to know about what is paratitis? Am I saying that right? So word on the street is that you had two cases of peritonitis. Is yeah. is this first of all true? And Sean, peritonitis it's inflammation of the parotid gland, which is this gland that's responsible for making saliva. It's literally in under your face? the skin. It's in front of the ear above the jaw. And okay. there's a little duck that goes from the parotid gland to your mouth is called the Uh-oh. parotid duct. And sometimes that mm. duct can get blocked and then the parotid gland can get inflamed peritonitis. And then you, and then you quack, quack like that. You say duck. Well, and duck. Then, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then I had a lot of crackers. And you tell us about it. Um, <laughs> okay. So, yeah. yeah, what's the story? What so, happened? Well, first off, if there, if there is any word on the street about me, I'm so glad that it is that I had peritonitis <laughs> twice because Lord knows that could be worse. All right. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I, yeah, I had I had peritonitis. I was hospitalized for both of them because it was it was so extreme and so painful. Wow. How old were you? I was the first time I was uh, 20, ooh, 26. Oh wow! So you and, were an adult. This yeah, was yeah. Not, okay. Uh huh. I love talking about my medical history. Like this is such a treat. I'm so excited. Love, oh, good. No one's right ever place. no one's ever asked me. Like I I always like give it volu- you know involuntarily oh, we to someone. Ask you. <laughs> we, yeah. we want to know. Oh yeah, I know. It was it was. The craziest thing, like I literally just woke up one morning and um, uh, I, I felt like tight on the side of my face, and I noticed I was just like a little, like a little uh, cushy on the side of my face, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's weird." And mm-hmm. I thought I had like an ear infection or something because mm-hmm. it was, you know, it was right right below um, the ear. And throughout the day, it just started swelling more and more and more, and it ballooned out so much. It was probably a good like four or five inches. It was literally like out, out to here. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's hard enough being an aging child star. Um, so (laughs) when, when your face literally expands like a balloon, like like, it's, 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 uh, 
That's it's not problem. so fun. Yeah. But it was also one of the most painful things I've ever yeah. experienced because it, it was it literally it felt like I was giving birth in the side of my face because mm-hmm. it was just oh my god I I can I was I remember sitting in the ER and I was I was literally about to like grab something and just shove it in my face just to release the pressure. Yeah. Wow. Um, Wouldn't you have yeah. freaked out if a baby came out of your face? A little parotid baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, a little, a little par- or a parrot, a parakeet, since it's parotitis, <laughs> well, you know? Par- <laughs> so let's get a, l- a little bit more information. So parotitis, a lot of risk factors can be like if you are prone to dehydration or anything mm-hmm. that can make the duck less lubricated. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there can be little stones that end up in the duck. So as far as you can tell, any clear idea what caused your parotitis the first time? No idea. It probably might have been dehydration because I was on a book tour like the days before. What was really strange was the night that I, the night before it started swelling, I felt so weak. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if it, if it has anything to do with an immune system or energy level, but but I, I, I remember uh, I was like out to dinner with friends and had like a drink and then like I couldn't even walk because I was wow. so exhausted. And so, and so the next day I was like, oh my God, what happened? And then, and then my face started swelling. So- Right. One of the two are connected. Yeah. So what I assume is that the inflammation in the parotid gland had already begun siphoning your energy stores. And so Mm. that fatigue you felt was your body trying to mount a local response to the inflammation. Oh, interesting. But, you know, it it obviously couldn't mount it. So that's really interesting. Had you taken any medications prior to that that would have caused a dry mouth or like a- diphenhydramine or Benadryl or anything that might have caused it. And is there any family history, anyone in your family that gets recurrent parotitis? We have a lot of big heads in my family, but um, (laughs) parotitis doesn't doesn't run the family. (laughs) So then you went to the hospital, got it treated, and then it happened again? Yeah, about a year and a half later, it happened again. Yeah. And the first time I had it, I actually had a procedure like where they actually went in to see if they could find a clog and they couldn't. They they, they, they had no idea what, there was no clog. They had no yeah. idea what, what caused it. But, um, mm. and I will still get it to, to this day occasionally. I just wow. like, I, I always have like medication with me when I, when I travel, I have like, you know, like a steroid and like an anti-inflammatory and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff just in case it, it starts. And, and that's been good. That's kept it at bay. Wait, now I'm an idiot, Priyanka, uh, newsflash. So what is it? Is a duct in your cheek to your ear that gets clogged? And what's it supposed to do normally? So it's a gland that's located right in front of the ear, but above the jaw. And uh-huh. that gland, the parotid gland, oh, yeah. is responsible for saliva formation. I got it, got it, got so it. So the saliva goes from the gland through the parotid duct into the mouth. And that's and it makes saliva. So when you did have it, did you, like Priyanka said, did you just have dry mouth for such a long time? Well, no, it's, it's, I, you know, dry mouth was never really a, a symptom before or after or during. But uh, so it, it's weird. crazy because the doctor, when I went into the hospital the first time, I actually went into the ER and then they sent me home and the doctor said, uh, just have as much hard candy as you can to try to get the, 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 the saliva to pass, mm-hmm. you know, uh, unclog itself. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're like, deal. And I'm like, sure. I'm like, okay, wow, that's the first time a doctor's ever prescribed, prescribed me candy. Yeah. I remember I, I went home and I had um, 
uh, like a lemon dropper or, or something. And I, I remember as soon as the candy touched my tongue, it was just excruciating pain. Yeah. And wow. then it, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then I had I had to go to the hospital. And the concern Again. really, wow. the reason this needs to be taken so seriously is because if the infection or the inflammation continues to grow, it can actually enter in the fascial planes of the face oh, and geez. cause further infections, which would yeah. be a very oh serious issue, especially as an actor. I mean, if you developed bacterial infection in the fascia of your face the only way to get rid of that would be surgical debridement oh my god so you're saying it's natural filler yeah it would be (laughs) not the good kind of it's like your worst nightmare where can i get get peritonitis yeah (laughs) we are supported by rothy's Hey, it's 2021. Nobody has time for uncomfortable shoes. I don't. Nobody has time for that. No. That's where Rothy's comes in. What makes Rothy's so good? Their unique, seamless design in insanely comfortable the moment you put them on. Let me tell you, they are so comfortable and they're so they're washable. You feel like you're walking on a cloud. It's super, super soft. It's breathable. And by the way, Not too shabby on the eyes, too. They're really good-looking shoes. They are very aesthetically pleasing. And after talking to you, I ordered some. I can't wait to get them on. And I've only heard good things. Yeah, great style, great comfort. If that's what you're looking for, Rothy's are for you. Their fan-favorite styles are sustainably made with materials like plastic water bottles, fully machine washable, and available in tons of shapes, styles, and colors so you can always find the right one for you. I mean, that's huge to be fully machine washable. Plus, their spacious, washable bags are perfect for effortlessly carrying your essentials. Yeah, and good news, guys. If you're listening, Rothy's shoes aren't just for women anymore. That's right. Rothy's now sells men's sneakers and men's driving loafers. That's what I was talking about earlier. Rothy's men's line features the same level of craftsmanship as Rothy's women's line. Durable, washable, better for the planet. Plus, rigorously tested for a perfect fit wash after wash. To help you welcome the fall season in style, Rothy's is doing something special. That's right. They gave us the chance to share this super rare opportunity with our listeners for a limited time. Right now, you can get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash hypo. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash hypo. Head to rothys.com slash hypo to find your new favorites today. So the second time this happened, was it on the same side? Um, It was on the opposite side. Oh, wow. So I had it once on, I think the first side, the first time was on my right side and the second time was on my left side. And when it started to happen on the left side, were you kind of like, oh, I know what this is? Yes, I knew exactly what it was. And it happened pretty quick. The um, progression happened pretty, pretty quick on the left side. And I immediately went to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And by the, I'm so glad I left when I did because, because again, it was it was incredibly painful. And by the time I got there, I was like, okay, I need. Uh, I mean, they they put me on a, a morphine drip because it was it was so oh um, it was so painful. You also didn't you have some kind of lymph node surgery at one point or? Oh my that- gosh, yes. Where did you guys get this info? Okay. This is this is this is <laughs> it's it's creepy and yet an honor at the same time. <laughs> Wait, um, you had surgery on your lymph nodes? Yes. Yeah, so actually, I don't know if you can see my scar through the through the zoom. I have it right here. Oh um, wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a little yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I um uh yeah. When I was in second grade, I had um a series of infected lymph nodes that they that they removed. 
Was it just oh on God. that right side, or was it both sides? It was just, 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 yeah, just on this, on this, on this side right here. Yeah, the, the, the left side. This is how he got it. So th- that could be a potential risk factor. Yeah. Usually, yeah. it happens though closer to after surgery, not like mm-hmm. years later. Years, but it's yeah. possible. It's possible mm-hmm. that there was something going on that affected that. That's fascinating to me. I want. Do you have pictures of you? Like, oh yes, they blood? will never see the light of day. Oh, oh I want to see those. I want to see those. Absolutely not. No, no, no. I, I do not need the children making memes and TikToks and and the children. I, I don't need that in my life. Yeah, did yeah. this? Did this inspire any characters in any of your books? Well, I sort of. My mom was a character, and I I remember like. I, I, you know, I was in the hospital, so I called her to come down and, and you know, be my mom because I was a little, I was yeah. a little scared. And I remember she, she came in. Uh, <laughs> my face was like out to here, and wow. and she came in. She's like, "You're not gonna believe what happened to me today." And I was like, <laughs> "What happened, mom?" And yeah. she's like, "A man tried to sell me an orange on the freeway." And, and meanwhile, your face is three times yeah, the yeah. size. Yeah, and yeah. And that was also like when I first went to the hospital, like the nurses would come in and and they'd be like, "Oh, what's wrong?" And I like. <laughs> Yeah. I'd be like shingles. Yeah, like, you're like, you, have you, you, yeah. Have you seen the Macy's Day Thanksgiving Parade? I'm right, one of those right, balloons. Yeah, yeah. I'm an actual. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm about to hit the ceiling. <laughs> Wait, I, I'm wrong? curious, Chris. The mm. second was there any similarity in the storyline between the first time and the second time in terms of like, were you also on a book tour? Or was it were you also physically in the same condition? Or was there any pattern that you can kind of recognize? No, there wasn't. the The first yeah, the first time was the book tour and. Like you said, it was probably dehydration because I had been traveling so much. Mm-hmm. And it's good to know that we, what you said about the energy and the immune system and stuff, because I remember I was at the the Chateau Marmont having dinner with, with my publishers and my team because we were celebrating the end of the book tour. And that's when I just like, I felt loopy and I, I couldn't stand. And I remember I was paparazzi on the way out and my dad was actually carrying me to the car and everyone thought no I was, way. everyone thought I was just drunk and, and it was, I was actually ill, <laughs> but oh I, I, I've, I've never been able to uh, clarify that to anybody. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, yeah. So, so, but there was nothing like that a second time around. The second time was very random and yeah, I, 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 I think I'd just been at home the, the, the whole week before. Wow. Wait, you touched on something. Wait, where did you grow up? Oh, I grew up in Fresno, California. Oh, okay. So yeah. your mom uh, was an anesthesiology scheduler, not an yes. anesthesiologist. No, no. So, so she was the the schedule, the only scheduler for anesthesia in the county. So anytime wow. anybody had surgery in our county, my mom knew about it. And she's passed away wow. since. So, oh, so I'm sorry. I, 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 I can say this without her going to jail. She used, she had a big mouth, and she, she would, you know, she would, she would, she would spread <laughs> that shit like Nutella. So um, like hippo was she, not a oh, thing. Oh, the hippo law, absolutely. <laughs> they were all, all those laws were broken. And like oh. I remember, oh, like wow. she, like I get home from school, and she's like, "So, Christopher was, uh, was your friend." at school today oh and i'd be like uh no he wasn't that. oh what what did he what why did he say he was gone and oh, I'd be like, oh i think he uh i think he had a dentist appointment she's like oh no 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 let me he tell had, you what he happened. had a wart removed from his anus oh, <laughs> Jesus that is hilarious and she just knew everything about everybody yeah she was drunk with power yeah wow you know priyanka we talked about this before a little bit but one of these days on an episode you have to tell me i'm excuse my language, I'm fucking fascinated with anesthesiology because how in the world, remember I said this before, how did they discover there's a drug that won't kill you Mm. but will put you in such a deep sleep 
that you won't wake up with a knife inside of you. Yeah, so it's amazing. How, it's unbelievable. Like, we don't talk about it now, but I yeah. really want to know the history of it. Like, yeah. we need to make a documentary or something. For I don't sure. Know. Well, I can only assume, this is an assumption, I haven't looked anything up, that there was a trial and error period. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They definitely killed yeah. a few people that's along what I'm the saying. way. It's like, yeah, like not how that did one. you, right, oops, sorry, next. Yeah, I'd yeah. Be like, I'm out of here. Wait, so Chris, so did your mom know about your surgeries? Like, did you even have to tell her because she was the scheduler? Oh yeah, no, I, I I believe she scheduled my my surgeries too. Yeah, when I uh, when I was a kid, uh, yeah, I was, was, and she always made sure I had the best one, you know. Yeah. Um, which yeah. which was a, a great bonus, <laughs> a great yeah. perk. God knows who she told about your stuff. I mean, everybody probably. <laughs> thank God, thank God, she uh, passed away before like Instagram and Pinterest. Otherwise, I would. <laughs> she probably got herself arrested. I don't know. <laughs> That's but right. I think it brings up a really interesting point, right? Like, because healthcare providers or anyone working in the healthcare system were supposed to, you know, follow these HIPAA laws. Mm-hmm. But there is something about the burden of holding in a secret and yeah. not being able to tell anyone. It's right, actually I'm gay. a I'm lot gay. of energy. Right. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, <laughs> I and I will say she only told she only would tell, tell like me and my dad and and my sister. Like I was it was never like I she would never like, you know, get on the phone and tell her friends about, you know, oh, yeah. oh, you know what? having removed like it was never it was never like that but she loved her job so much and she loved um she actually worked her office was actually in um the or at at our hospital and Mm -hmm. i remember every time i would go visit her at work she would like dress me up in scrubs and uh parade we'd like walk me through the ors like while people were having (laughs) surgery yeah and i'm now look back i'm like how that couldn't have been legal (laughs) having a child and oh my god and all the surgeons and all the doctors were like oh my god karen you brought your daughter to work and she'd be like no he's just high (laughs) pitched. It's just, oh my God. So wait a minute. Let's, should we get to our game? Do you want to tell us about your hip surgery real quick before the Uh, game? I'm, I'm, I'm happy either, whatever you guys want to do. Okay. You're a very young man and you had his, you you had hip surgery at such a young age. Uh What is it like a stress fracture or what, why did you need hip surgery? I think it really was the amount of dancing we had to do on Glee. I think Mm -hmm. none of our bodies were, were ready for it. And Mm -hmm. I remember the first time I got a call saying, oh, you have a dance rehearsal tomorrow while we were shooting the pilot. I was like, what do you, what do you mean dance? Like, because the pilot never mentioned the script, never mentioned once any of us were dancing and they never even like checked to see if we could dance. Um, so I think, um, Seven years of, you know, Glee had a really grueling schedule. I think mm-hmm. seven years of that really aggravated my hip. Mm-hmm. Um, um, did you guys not warm up or did you not know how to warm up? We would warm up. I think I just like, it's it's almost like, you know, taking, you know, I, I had never danced before and it was basically going from no physical, you know, I, I wasn't an athlete. I wasn't a dancer. Right. And, and then, then suddenly we were in the, you know, the musical theater Olympics, basically. Right. Um, <laughs> right, 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 uh, right. So I think that didn't help. I think that's, a, that's what did the initial damage, but uh, essentially my, uh, my socket was, or sorry, my bulb was too big for my hip socket, which, wow. you know, if I had a nickel, um, but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. so, yeah, so right. they had to go in and they had to um, uh, shave it down a little bit. But uh, wow. yeah, no, I, I remember being the, I was, I was the youngest patient in those waiting rooms by like, Six years. Yeah. <laughs> right. But wait, right. so it wasn't it wasn't hip replacement. It was just like no. a little shaving not that And how do you feel now? Fine, right? Uh good. Yeah. It took me a while to recover. I I, I did physical therapy for uh sixteen weeks after the operation, three times a week. That helped, but I, I think um after that I started working with a, a personal trainer and I think that's what really yeah. helped. And Exercise making it moving. making it stronger it was, yeah. was really the, the best thing. Yeah, that's for great. sure. Wow. For sure. Okay. Now we can get to the game.
It's called Dr. Wally's Hall of Fame. You're each going to get three questions. And if you don't get it right, I'll give you some possible points for creativity. So okay. Sean will go first. Sean will get the first three questions. And then you, Chris. All right, Sean, are you yes. ready? Uh, yeah, okay. always. These organs, I'm going to name them. Your spleen, your gallbladder, your appendix, and one of your kidneys. Okay. What do they all have in common? Um... What do they all have in common? I'll say them again. Uh, your uh, spleen, uh, uh-huh. gallbladder, uh-huh. appendix, and uh-huh. one of your kidneys. Okay. Uh, what they have in common is I couldn't identify where they are in the body. Okay. I'll give you a point for creativity <laughs> for that. But these no, are all- No, uh, that, but that oh. you don't need. You, that yeah, you don't need that them. Is, is that right? Yeah. Oh, I totally guess. You can actually live without. Okay. And they're oh, all wow. delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just a little salt, pepper, and garlic. You're good mm-hmm. to go. <laughs> okay. Next question. Which actor voiced both Darth Vader in Star Wars and Mufasa in The Lion King? Oh, come on. Uh, 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 James, Earl, James Earl Jones. Very good. Okay. Yeah. Third. I mean, everybody knows that. He's on Will and Grace, too. Okay. Mandy Patinkin won a Tony Award for his role in which 1980 Broadway musical? Evita. Nice. Evita. Okay. So, Sean, you've gotten all three questions. How about that? Chris, this never happens. No. Okay, so this, this is I'm amazing. I'm so intimidated. No, listen to, me, listen to me loud and clear. This never, ever <laughs> happens. Let's begin. Okay, Chris, your first question. Okay. There are four basic types of teeth, okay? What is oh, the no. name for the teeth that can be found between the incisors uh-huh. and the premolars? Peritonitis. Oh my God! I think it's called um, the peritonitis teeth. Well, I, I, I suppose um, in this town they they are all called veneers. Bravo! Creativity. Right. The the answer are the canines. They're called oh, the canines. canines. Oh. Yes. Yes. So yeah. the incisors are the the eight teeth in the front center of the mouth, four on the top, four on the bottom, and then the canines are next to that. Oh yeah. And so then you, rip then you things have, apart. Molars, which are your largest teeth, they're for grinding and tearing and crushing food. And then right in front of that are the premolars. So, okay. Mm. So next question. In Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, what is the phrase to reveal the Marauder's Map? I, oh God, it's, it's, I, 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 I absolutely swear I'm up to no good. Very good. That is yeah. what? correct. Oh my God. I can't believe you know that. Do I you want to answer another one? Like it's just a bonus, no points, but just to see if you get it. One. Sure. Okay. Who did the map reveal was still alive? Uh, Peter oh. Pettigrew. That is yeah, correct. Peter okay, Pettigrew. how about one more quick freebie? Oh God, I can't like, believe freebie, you got freebie. that. The, the... I was a kid in the early 2000s. Of course, I was obsessed yeah. with Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> here's another freebie since you're doing proud. so well. What is the phrase to clear the map? Uh, uh, mischief, mischief manage. Yes, that mischief is correct. Managed. Okay, okay. All right, now back to the normal questions. All right, this is for points. <laughs> In the pilot episode of the TV show Glee, you may be familiar, uh-huh. your, your character Kurt auditions for the New Directions Glee Club with what song? Mr. Cellophane. That is correct. Ah. <laughs> oh, that was my audition song for the for the show. Oh, <laughs> they just, oh it they was? Put it in. Yeah. Okay, oh, so great. you both have gotten three points because of creativity, so we need to do a tiebreaker round. Okay, so tiebreaker, first person to answer correctly or close oh, enough wins. Okay, okay go. Yes. Tiebreaker, here we go. What is the longest running musical in Broadway history? Phantom of the Opera. Phantom that of the is Opera. correct. Yes. Answered correctly. Wait, wait, time out. What time a close out. game. Time out. <laughs> a, 
I only said it super fast after you did because I didn't know it. B, <laughs> why do you have that? Why do you have that at the ready? How do you know that? I would have guessed like, I don't know, Oklahoma or Hamlet or cats. I would have guessed yeah. cats. I think it was cats and then and, and Phantom took over. Wow. I think I was in high school in like drama when that happened. So that was like a oh. huge deal for us, oh. you know, for us theater kids. Well, Chris Colfer, you did it again. You, you won, won the game. You, you won. You won Wolf's as an author. Thing. You won as a patient. You won as an actor. <laughs> You're a winner. You are a big winner. Oh, oh, God! Thanks, guys. This is this is so much fun. You are you're the best, Chris. Thank you so much for being here. I love you. I'm so proud of all your achievements, and I can't wait to read the new books. Oh, Thank likewise, you so likewise. Much. Thank you. It was such a pleasure to meet you. You're you amazing. too. You too. Thank you. Thanks, sweetie. Bye. Bye. Wasn't he fun? That was amazing. He's fast. He's quick. He's energetic. He's a great guest. He's he's he knows how to do it. He's so yes, fun. Absolutely. Wow, that peritonitis thing. I, I'm always fascinated that they know how to treat it, but they don't know what causes it. I know that's uh, like lots of drives of me nuts because I I truly believe everything has a cause and an explanation. We just don't right. have the answers yet, so we don't know yet. And uh, you know, maybe someone's gonna message me and be like, "Everybody knows peritonitis is caused by," and then right. I'll be like, "Oh, okay." All right. Right, right. No, it's amazing. It's it's really amazing to meet him. And, you know, I really think, I don't know if you think about it this way, Sean, but like you and what you did on Will and Grace really paved the way for people like Chris. And, oh, well, thank you. Know, you know, walking uh, into their roles. Like it's, he is, he's able to do what he can do because of what you did. Well, and, and us because of Ellen and uh, because of Billy Crystal on Soap. I mean, you can always uh, name the baton to which you were passed or you passed on. You yeah. know, there's, there's always people lifting us up and um, I'm, I'm happy to be one of many, many other people in that, in that world. So thanks for saying that. It's very sweet. And uh, yeah, he's, he's an extraordinary actor, won awards to prove it and such a good, sweet, kind man. I love him. And also has been through a lot medically for being so young. Yeah, you know, yeah. most people well, look back on their youth and, you know, yeah. he's looking back on his hip surgery. I know. He's like yeah. me. We're kind of the same. He's <laughs> yeah, just yeah. a lot younger than I am. But anyway, uh, I love him. Thanks for being here. Priyanka, good to see you. We'll see you again. And to everybody out there, don't worry. Be healthy. Bye. We now have a phone number where you can leave us a message and we want to hear your medical stories. If you have a story you want to share, call us at 323-529-6031. That's 323-529-6031. And we might choose your message to play in an episode. Hypochondria Actor is a Hazy Mills production hosted by me, Sean Hayes, and Dr. Priyanka Wally. Rebecca Eisenberg and Todd Milliner are our executive producers. Production and editing is by Rabbit Grin Productions. Original music by Scott Eisenogle and Leo Rosner. This is a Hazy Mills production. All content discussed on Hypochondriactor are the individual opinions of Dr. Priyanka Wally and Sean Hayes and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Please consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests 